And we are, as Natalie said, we're continuing this series called Winning Together. And um, back to that mixer question, uh, when's it to watch soccer? But something I've noticed lately, especially in the English Premier League, is that uh, on free kicks outside of the penalty box, all right, so picture that, a free kick toward the goal outside the penalty box, typically the defenders line up in a wall to block the shot. The goalie will direct the wall, get it at the right place, and uh, the free kicker will try to kick that ball over the wall, try to curl it around or over the wall. And so what do the defenders do? Jump, yeah, jump up, try to head that ball, which is not fun. Once in a while you actually make connection and you're like, wow, I guess that was good. I took one for the team there. But so what they've been doing recently, some kickers, seeing that the defenders jump up, they decide to kick that ball low and hard under the wall. Pretty sneaky, right? And once in a while, it works. And uh, so lately, here's the thing where they're going all in now, is uh, they have a defender, they have a player lie down on the ground behind the wall to block that shot. You know, they lie on their side to block that shot. Now, who gets that job, right? Oh, you get it this time. Nobody wants that job. That guy, whoever he is, he's taking one for the team. All right. Again, going all in. That's what today's message is about. And uh, the series title, again, Winning Together, what we're talking about there is how to win, how to go all in on this new life that we have now with God that Jesus has opened up for us. Let's not, not stay at the doorway. Let's not just linger at the, uh, what's the first room when you go into a house? Let's not linger there. Let's go all in with God. That's the message today. So uh, it starts with this new life with Christ, this new life with God, starts with a call from the risen Lord Jesus by the power of the Spirit in some way, sometimes through his body, the body of Christ, sometimes through his word, however he did that in your life. It starts with a call from the Lord to follow him. And he does that in many different ways, different times. We're going to go back to when he first started doing this, when he arrived on the scene back in Israel 2,000 years ago, how he began to call people to follow him. Let's look at some of these examples. They're in your bulletin. They're on your screen if you're online. And here we go. Mark chapter 1. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you out to fish for people. Come follow me. I've got a new mission for you. And at once, they left their nets and followed him. Now, it's at this time, they've, they've overheard Jesus' teaching. They've heard him speak. They've seen some of the things he did. So that when he called them, it sparked. And they got up and followed him. Going on to verse 19. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he, Jesus, called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And Zebedee's sitting there like, hey, what, hey, what, what happened here? Sons are gone. They're following Jesus. They've left it to go with God. Mark 2, some more examples. Once again, 
Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. That's what he did. And as he walked farther along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. See how it's, it's very personal. It's, it's one-on-one. It's intimate. He knows you, and he calls you to follow him. Another example, John 1, 43. This is after Jesus' baptism, that big scene there. Uh, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. So he's leaving the area of the Jordan to go up to Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Now watch what Philip does. Philip found Nathaniel. And we're not sure what the connection was there. Maybe it was a friend or something. Um, and told him, told Nathaniel, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. The one prophesied about and about whom the prophets also wrote. So Philip here is referring to the Messiah, these messianic promises. His name is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And then listen to Nathaniel's first reaction. Nazareth, can anything come from there, Nathaniel asked. So it didn't, didn't fit his, uh, his idea of what this would look like. Come and see, said Philip. It's a great response, right? When you're in relationship with Jesus, when you come to realize who he is and you've begun to follow him, we get to invite others into that. And basically, we're just saying, hey, come and see. You know, people have objections. Well, come and see. So this is the first thing just to remember. It happens one time and you respond, you begin to follow, but then it happens every day. Every day, this fill-in. Jesus is calling you today, every day, tomorrow. Jesus is calling you to follow him, to get up from whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, no matter how important it seems. When Jesus calls you to follow him, go. That's what we see in this. Go for the first time. Um, maybe, maybe Jesus, you're, you're on the periphery here. You're kind of wondering who he is. You're exploring. Keep exploring. But when you hear, when you sense in your spirit God calling you, get up, follow him, and see where it leads. Come and see. All right. Now, the thing that these guys f find out quickly, and you'll find out quickly, is that when Jesus calls you to follow him, he calls you to go all in, all in, all in. Not half in, not dabbling back and forth, not, ooh, maybe today, today, no. He calls you all in. And when Jesus was with us in flesh and blood on earth, you literally had to follow him because he was moving on. He was leaving. It's a great picture for us. Now he does this by his spirit. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep, my followers, they know my voice and they follow me. We follow him as Jesus, through the Spirit, calls us to follow him and calls us all in. Look at how Jesus called them and calls you and me all in. Matthew 16, listen to what he says here. Jesus said to his disciples, he's saying it to you and me as well, whoever wants to be my disciple, to learn from me, to follow me, to come into this new life that I have come to give you, Whoever wants to be my disciple must do something. They must deny themselves. They must deny their situation, that moment, whatever is in the way 
of following Jesus, you need to set that aside. When Jesus calls you to follow him, you have to make a choice. Am I going to follow him, which means letting go of this, or am I going to hold on to this and miss out on following him? Whoever wants to be my disciple, to learn from me, to continue with me, to follow me, must deny themselves and take up their cross. That's like a picture for us of just sacrifice. It's, you're letting go of something. It's a sacrifice. There's a cost to this. Take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life, whoever's trying to hold on to that thing that's in the way of you just going in that moment to follow Jesus, whoever wants to save their life will lose it in the end. Whatever that thing you're holding on to, it's temporary. But whoever loses their life, whatever that thing is, for me to follow me will find it. There's a promise there. You're going to find life. For what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world? You can get preoccupied gaining the whole world and yet forfeit their soul, that part of you that lasts forever, you. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man, Jesus is not, is cut, I'm sorry, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory, future, with his angels. It will be clear to everyone who he is at that time. And then he will reward each person according to what they have done in this life. All right. When Jesus calls you to follow him, he calls you to go in. Whatever the cost. Whatever the cost. These, these moments, these little moments in the day when Jesus calls you to pay attention, to do something, to, to zig instead of zag. He is calling you into life. And how many times do we just miss it? Every time I say no to Jesus or hold off or not now, any time I say no to Jesus, I'm losing. I'm losing the life that God wants to bring me into. I'm losing the opportunity to follow God in what he is doing in the world and wants to do and is inviting me to do, is inviting me to be part of. Anytime, any little yes, and this is really where it is. It's all these little everyday things, right? Every little yes I say to him, I'm winning. You're winning. And it adds up. And you do this for a while, and you're like, wow, this does work. It's true. Jesus, your words are true. You are who you say you are. You fulfill your promises. But it takes time. So many people just stop. They come in, and then they stop following. Let's not be that. Let's win. I want to win at this. I want to I come into all that God has for me. I want us to do that together as a church, as a family. Jesus tells us, go all in. Tells you, come, follow me, come all in. Luke 9, he continues this idea because we need, we need to be reminded again and again. Luke 9, as they were walking, these are the disciples, um, there's probably a crowd as well. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. You know, this was me when I first like, had this encounter with God. I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. I was so enthusiastic. I was so fired up. Yes, this is it. Jesus would lay his head. What's he doing? He's telling this guy, look, there's a cost. This is not going to be a comfortable thing. This, this involves letting go of some comfort to follow me. Jesus is not a salesman. He's not trying to, like, get you to, to follow him. He invites you. He calls you to follow him. And then he says, now count the cost. 
Because I want you to really come in. I want you to come in when you're ready, and I want you to realize that it involves letting go of some things. He said to another man, follow me. But he, this other guy, said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. That sounds reasonable, right? Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go, go now, and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, there's some question, is this, is this guy saying, hey, let me go back home. I'm going to stay with my family until my dad passes on, and then I'll come follow you. That's probably more likely than my dad just died. All right, But either way, you get the idea. Priority, priority number one, don't hesitate. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. It's going to involve, we'll get to this point, but it's going to involve letting go of what's good and what's important for something greater, for something more important. 61, still another said to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord. I'll follow you. But first, let me go back. Here it is. And say goodbye to my family. Let me just say goodbye. Jesus, Jesus and this group, or they're heading on the road, man. They're, they're on the move. He's saying, well, let me go back. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is worthy for service in the kingdom of God. We can't be looking backers. Looking back, oh, I missed that. Oh, wait. No, Jesus, put your hand to the plow. Move forward. Move forward with me. Keep going. Go all in. To follow Jesus includes hardship, sacrifices. It includes not putting it off till later. That one really gets me, man. I'm such a, like, oh, just a minute, God. Let me, let me do this first. To follow Jesus means not looking back because you'll miss out. Jesus does not want you to miss out on the new life that he has come and paid a high price to give you and to lead you into. Let's encourage each other to not shrink back, to not eh, just lay on the side of the road, but to follow him, to keep following him, because when we don't, we're missing out. We're losing. But when we do, we're winning. And we're winning together. It impacts others when we follow and obey Jesus. Let's capture this, this fill-in. When Jesus calls you to follow him, and Jesus is calling you to follow him all the time, he calls you to go all in with him. And this next point is true today. It's true back then. For some, this is too much. It's too much. I just want a little bit of Jesus to bless me and my plans and the way I want to live. That's not Jesus. That's not the scriptures. That's not God's word. Read the Gospels for just a little while, and you'll realize, nope, that is a foreign pagan type of God. That you try to you offer sacrifices to once in a while. You do a little ritual for to try to get them to bless you, to give you favor. No, that's not God of the universe. God, your maker, has come, and he calls, he invites you to follow him, you to submit your plans to his plan because it's better. You to submit your timing to his timing because it's better. You see what happens there? He's forcing you into a situation where you have to decide, am I going to trust you, Lord? Am I going to trust you, Jesus, who you are and what you say? Am I going to put confidence in that? Or am I going to put confidence in my own thing, my own plan, my own way? This is where the rubber hits the road, following Jesus. 
For some, it's too much. Remember the rich young ruler came up to Jesus, said, good teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? I want to come into eternal life, and eternal life that meant the kingdom of God, that meant everything that God was promising and offering his people. And they discussed these big two commandments, and then Mark 10, verse 21, Jesus looked at the guy. Isn't this great? He looks at he sees him, and he loved him. He loves him. He loves you. God sees you. Jesus sees you and loves you. That's why he calls you to follow him. He wants to bless you and lead you into fullness of life. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, one thing you're missing, one thing's holding you back. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. See, Jesus puts his finger on the one thing that's holding this guy back. He's putting his finger on this guy's true God, this, his true Lord, the one who is dictating who and what and, and when he does things. His possessions are ruling over him. And Jesus is saying, no, you got to let go of it all. In fact, for you, you need to sell it all. You can't even hold on to a little bit because it will... It will pull you back. you got to pick who your Lord is. you got to pick who your God is. And the tragedy is, is this, verse 22. At this, this choice, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. It was a huge sacrifice. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those of us who have a lot in this world, a lot of possessions, a lot of success, a lot of Whatever we can get from this world, it's a blessing, but it's also potentially a curse. It can also potentially hold you back from the greater thing, from following Jesus. And Jesus will call you to let go of things. He will call you to let go and to follow him. What are you going to do? What are you going to do in that moment? You're going you're to have opportunity over, after opportunity. He's persistent. Opportunity after opportunity this week to follow him. He's going to put something on your mind, put something on your spirit, and you're going to have a decision to make. What are you going to do? There's something that he's been telling you to do over and over and over again because he's persistent in his love for you. There's something he's been telling you, and you keep pushing him off. You keep saying, no, later, no, I can't do that. No, if I do that, da-da-da. And Jesus is saying, come, follow me. Trust me. Let go. I got something better for you. But you're not going to come into it until you let go of that. So, big cost to fall on Jesus. So let, let's, let's remember, because the moment's going to come, let's remember, why should I go with Jesus? Why would I go all in with Jesus? Why would anyone do this? All right, well, we've seen some reasons already, but let's, let's capture some. First one we're going to see in Matthew 13. This is such a great picture. Jesus knows we need it, so he gives us a double picture here. Look, look, picture this. Picture what Jesus is saying. The kingdom of heaven, this, this new thing that I'm calling you into and to be part of, which means you following him, you following me, you submitting your, your life to me, to my rule and reign. The kingdom of heaven is like something. It's like a treasure, all right? Think of National Treasure or some treasure movie you like. It's a treasure, and it's hidden in a field. And when a man found the treasure, he hid it again to protect it. And then in his joy, he's joyful. He found this great treasure. In his joy, he went and sold everything he had 
everything else he had to buy that field that had the treasure in it, to buy the whole thing. He's going all in on this, right? Again, in case we missed it, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. He's looking for that thing of high price. When he found one of great value, he went away and he sold everything he had and bought it, bought that pearl of great price. The man and the merchant both did something. They sold everything they had to get this greater thing, right? They found it. Brothers and sisters, we have found it. We have found the greater treasure. We have found the greatest thing. We found Jesus. Actually, reverse, he found you. He's called you in relationship with himself. He's called you onto the path that will lead you to life, fullness of life. It's a narrow path. It's different than a lot of other paths. In fact, he's, raced, he's marked out a race specifically for you to run with him. And it's going to involve a choice. You've got to sell everything. You've got to put everything second in order to do this, in order to do this consistently, in order to do this well. In that moment, you're going to have to let go of something, sell something in order to follow him. First reason to follow Jesus, to go all in with him, is it's greater. It's greater. Jesus tells us again and again. God's trying to help you see and me see again and again. That it's better. It's better. It's greater. Because Jesus is greater. Jesus is God. God has come. And he is greater than everything. Following God is the best possible way to live. Putting him first is the best possible way to live. And again, that means giving over control. You can't control where Jesus is going to lead you. And he often doesn't show you where he's going to lead you. He doesn't show you the payoff. He just says, come, follow me. He just says, follow me. Trust me. Trust me that what I'm going to lead you into is better than what you let go of. And don't just do it once. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. This is what it looks like to follow Jesus. I'm going to ask uh, Arthur to come on up. Um, Arthur has shared some things with me over the years, no, is it a year yet? Maybe a year. It's been a while, two years. And uh, why don't you come on here? I'll come over here a little bit. And uh, Arthur, I just asked him to share, you know, what, what has he come into as he's followed Jesus? Good morning, church. Got to help me this morning. This morning, as I was getting dressed to come to church, a spirit that I've never, ever felt fell down on me, and the spirit was of freedom. I mean, not me, but, you know, my my, my surroundings was very dysfunctional. But I'm grateful today to have a family. Even though I come from a large family, 11 brothers and three sisters, I look out here amongst these people, and and I can honestly say without a doubt, I want to, oh, my God, this has helped me today, Lord, is I'm grateful for this family. This is a family. This is people that I know no matter what I go through, I don't have to go through it by myself. You know, I can, I can reach out. You know, I have Wes. And most of all, I have Brad and Francine. You know, but, Pastor, I want to say thank you for your teaching. And I'm, I'm humbly grateful for your teaching because you've taught me 
that if I line my life up with that first cornerstone, with the stone that the builders built on, if I line mine up with that, which is Jesus, I can't go wrong. And God tells me daily, Art, right, you big old dummy, if you trust in me with all your heart, and this key word is lean not, and the key word is not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me. I'm, I'm, I'm in a place today where I'm all in. I'm, I mean, when I say all in, there is nothing, my mama, my daddy, my sister, my brother, that can stop me from striving to what I want to strive, and that's to be a better person than I've ever been. And today, I'm growing up. I'm being responsible. You know, I, I mean, I, oh my God, help me, Lord. I got two kids that every day, they teach me how to be a father, how to be that guy that they can look up to and love them. And, wow. I never thought that I, I would ever be a part of a family. But, but OTC has taught me more than I've ever taught because in the physical realm of life, I'm 72 years old, but I don't feel it. But in the spiritual realm, I'm only 22 years old. Praise the Lord. I'm having a great time in this. I am. And, and you know, I, it's not to say that I don't go through stuff, but when I do, God says, okay, then, I've given you a shepherd. I've given you somebody that you can talk to to help you go through what you go through. And that's Pastor Wayne. And Pastor Wayne, I'm so grateful for you. And it, it's, it's amazing how every Sunday when I sit there, how you feed into my spirit of what God can really do. And Gary, uh, I want to say thank you for you taking time out to do what you did. You know you didn't have to. And it's just for me, and I can only say for me, I am so humbled today that God has shown me Art, you don't have to, you don't have to do it. You big dummy, just get out the way. All you got to do is get out the way. If I said it, you got to believe it. I said I would never leave you nor forsake you. And today, standing before my family, I feel like a tree planted by the water. And I'm just growing and growing and growing. And my kids is mama. I want to say thank you for your prayers. She's a better person, you know. How do I know this? I never thought in a million years that she would trust me with her finances. But she has, you know. But I know my prayers come from OTC. And I love looking out amongst these people and feeling the way I feel. You know, I, I have to say this because it's in my spirit, Brad, no matter what we go through, brother, I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing. So with that, I'm, I'm grateful, OTC. And right behind you, if you can see, this is a blessing from y'all. And that's that green Toyota. Oh, my God, it's a Camry. And I'm having fun, me and the kids. We're going everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you, OTC, for everything. And just keep praying for me to be a better person. In Jesus' name I ask, amen.
Yeah, Lord, we, we thank you for Arthur, God. We ask that you would bless him and strengthen him. Uh, you, you're stretching him, Lord. You, you, he's following you, and that's bringing him into some new territory. And Jesus, when you do that, you are with us. Uh, you don't just say go. You say come with me. And so that means you're with us. And just uh, continue to bless Arthur as he follows you. We do it because it's greater. He brings us into greater things. And if you haven't heard Arthur's story, it's an amazing story, and you should ask him to share it once sometime, just how following Jesus has led him into these greater things. Matthew 16, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple, let's go back to that, must deny themselves, you got to let go of stuff, take up their cross, and follow me. Um, whoever wants to save their life, listen, will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. That's number two. Why follow Jesus? To find your life to find yourself, to find who God has made you to be. Because as you follow him, you get transformed. God changes you. God makes you into a better person. God makes you into the person he created you to be at the beginning of time. So to find your life, to find your highest purpose, your calling, your reason for being. Now, if you try to hold on to your life, your plans, your scheme, you're going to miss out on the real thing. All right, why go in, all in on Jesus? It's greater. Number two, to find your life. And look at number three. We'll find it in Mark 10. This is after uh, Jesus said to the rich young ruler uh, and to his disciples, it's really hard for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Peter spoke up and said, we've left everything to follow you. Peter's having a little panic attack here, right? He's like, we've, we've left everything to follow you. Why are we doing this? What? what? Uh, truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me, anything great, any great sacrifice, uh, whatever that thing was, no one who has left those things for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields along with persecutions. Uh, he throws that in there, right? It's not all blessings but there are, there are some sufferings but it's blessings and not only in this age but in the age to come eternal life this is what god is telling us number three greater rewards for you now and beyond death that's what you come into as you go all in with jesus as you follow him all right now the target is set right the target is set god calls you when he calls you to follow him he's saying go all in that's the target. Now this morning, maybe you came in and you're like 1% in. You're a one percenter. Jesus is saying, I want to take you to 10%. 10% in. Let's go there. Let's, let's move the needle. You're 30%, go to 40. You're 50, go to 60. Wherever you are today, come further in. Come further in. Recognize the greatness of this opportunity before you and go further in. And what does that look like? What does it look like to be further in, to go further in? Let's go back to Mark 2. This is when Jesus called Levi. 2.14. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. Levi got up and followed him. Then let's look, let's look at what happens next. Jesus, uh, I mean, basically Levi invites him over for dinner. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him 
and his disciples. We've got Jesus' disciples, we've got tax collectors, we've got sinners, we've got all kinds of people here. For there were many who followed him. There were many who followed him. Jesus calls Levi, come follow me, and then what does he do right away? He brings them into a family of followers, of all kinds of people, a diverse range of people. When you start to follow Jesus, one of the first things he will do is call you into the family. It's likely he called you through a family, but he's calling you into a family. We're going to leave with this one. We're just going to hit one today. To go further in with Jesus, here it is. Participate more in the life of your new family. Participate more in the life of your new family. And if Jesus is calling you here, if you've been following Jesus and he's led you here, this is your family. You know, flawed as we are, we're your family. And he's not just saying, come, just come and hang out, sit on the couch. He's saying, get in, participate, lean in, experience more. There's more for you here. This is how Jesus has been working from the very beginning. Calls you to himself, calls you into a family with his followers. And we're, Jesus is perfect. Following Jesus is easy because he's great. But being with a family is challenging. We fight. We mess each other up. We, we sin. We, we, we don't do all that we're called to do. Right? The church is flawed for sure, but Jesus is perfect. And Jesus, the perfect one, is saying, get into my family. Love this family. Forgive them. Uh, bless, give, serve, uh, participate, find your calling, find your niche, do that thing that God has called you to do. You are a gift to this family if and when, as you follow Jesus here. So let's do that together. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for calling us to yourself. Lord, we ask that you would reveal, help us know in our minds right now, what is the next step you're calling us to take Help us know what you're saying to us. And Jesus, by your spirit, give us sensitivity to when you call us this week, this afternoon, tonight, Monday, whatever it is. Help us to not miss that assignment, that opportunity you're giving us to win, Lord. Help us not lose anymore, not lose any more opportunities to follow you and to come fuller into life. Amen.